everyone! Welcome to Arena Talks Fantasy and Sci-Fi. I'm your host Arinda, and today we're talking about Merlin the BBC series with Olga Fett. Merlin, also known as The Adventures of Merlin, is a British fantasy adventure drama television program. Loosely based on the Arthurian legends regarding the close relationship of Merlin and King Arthur. It's created by Julian Jones, Jake Mitchie, Johnny Capps, and Julian Murphy for the BBC. It was broadcast for five series on BBC One between 20 September 2008 and 24 December of 2012. The program is a reimagining of the traditional legend, in which young warlock Merlin is sent to the bustling kingdom of Camelot by his mother and becomes the personal manservant to Prince Arthur. During this time there, Merlin learns that magical powers must be used to protect Archer, but must also be kept hidden because magic was banned in Camelot by Arthur's tyrannical father, King Uther Pendragon. And those who practicing will be executed. Over the years and after several adventures together, Merlin and Arthur become trusted friends and companions, with the former doing his best to influence the latter into become the mighty king he is destined to be, unaware of what his action will do in shaping this destiny. I always loved the stories of Merlin, Arthur and Camelot. There were many movies and series made of Merlin or the life of Merlin. But this Merlin series is awesome. It's not only great, a great story, but also very funny. Well, today my guest is Olga Fett. Hello, Olga. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, well, uh, it's been my pleasure. <laughs> Well, it's not long ago we talked to each other, so, um, but nice talking to you again. Yeah, same here. Today we are going to talk about Merlin, the BBC series. Uh, this is a two-part one because part one I did with someone else with his girlfriend, so I don't know if you have uh, listened to that? Uh, not yet, no. That's also a little bit entertaining, so um, let me start with what do you like about this series? Uh, the, I would say the world building, so how the world is yeah, just built up and... But I, I think also the, the characters itself. So like, especially at the start when the character introduced like the like Merlin, Arthur, Guinevere, Morgana. At first, at first, I I saw very typical characteristics in them, but later on they developed into a more unique character, and I lo just loved how they interact with each other. So like Merlin and Arthur together have like one of the most funniest scenes of the whole series. <laughs> Usually, yeah, they have a, they have and, a yeah. great friendship. Yeah, friendship. What? Yeah, Merlin and Arthur have a great friendship. Mhm. Mm I would but... say so. Yes, because they really um, they, they complement each other. I would say because Arthur is more of a head-on guy, while Merlin is uh, way more cautious and tries to think about things, and he's also very mischievous. So. Yeah, but there's also a lot of humor in it. Oh, certainly, I really love. So the thing is uh, of uh, Merlin is that I started actually watching it uh, because I saw and I just was on YouTube and I got a video recommend to me, which was sort of compilations of all the funniest moments between Merlin and Arthur. And I was watching that and I was like, okay, I kind of like this. <laughs> it's kind of my humor. And that's sort of the reason why I started watching the whole series. <laughs> so... We know about that there are a lot of movies and series uh, about Merlin and also uh, the world of King Arthur, of course. But what do you think this series makes so unique that people really like it and s still watching it? Ooh, that is a bit of a hard question because I've barely seen any other really like 
author um, documentaries or series or something like that. But I would say this one, the BBC one, is very unique. In it's just, I think most, again, the humor, but also the acting and how they portray the story and how they try. Because all, the whole um, King Arthur is just a sort of collection of different stories with their, uh, and these different stories are slightly, well, can differ between the era when it was thought of and other books and stuff. But they tried to combine all of it into one sort of sensical story and they did it quite well i would say so that the story is very uh, well set up the characters are really likable um and the, the acting is very good as well and um yeah i think just also how the characters interact because I, I i'm not sure that in original stories there was a lot of humor <laughs> and here it, they uh, did it really well well, I must say that um, in this series there are a lot of humor and you don't see that much in other Merlin stories or uh, movies. So that was one thing I really like about this series. And yeah, like you said, the whole world building and the whole story, it's very nice and there's mm -hmm. also um a lot of famous actors in it that i would say um yeah it's it's nice to have them in the series and there's also the uh the actor who plays merlin there are a lot of people who are um, saying, well, I would like to see him like as a Doctor Who. And yeah, it's just, you know, it's, I always have liked the Arthur and Merlin world and especially with, um, of course, we, we know there are a lot of movies who are based and in the time of Arthur, like, uh, have you ever seen the movie uh, A Night's... No, it's not A Night's Still, it's the other one with um, Sean Connery mm -hmm. in it as Arthur. Um, what's the movie It does not ring a bell, so... But uh, I usually don't watch a lot of movies, actually, so... That's fine, I will, I will look it up later, then... I will send you a link, maybe you can... But I think listeners know what... Movie, I mean, and and I still, Night still is also a funny movie with um, Heath Ledger, and that is like they made the movie like in uh, in the medieval time, like for example, mm -hmm. of course with King Arthur, but all the music in it is very modern. So the opening scene mm -hmm. is with of um, We Will Rock You. Really now? Yeah, it's it's. I think you know, if you, that's also a really funny series of a movie. But um, yeah, if you're coming back to Merlin, what I do like about this series as well is uh, the dragon. Ooh yes, I love the dragon. <laughs> and uh, in all the other Merlin movies and series. Uh, we didn't have a dragon that was uh, like a mentor advisor for Merlin. Mm -hmm. Although, I must say, later on in the series, I got the feeling that Merlin was using him in a way of, okay, you're captured and uh, give me all the all your knowledge and what do you think yeah. about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do agree on that. Like, indeed, later on, he really misused the knowledge he got from Dragon. But, yeah, it's a bit of a complicated situation between Merlin and a Dragon. Because at first, the Dragon is really helping him and, and guiding him. And later on, uh, Merlin does it sort of take it for granted. But also, when the Dragon says, like, a kill, uh, I think it's Mordred. 
basically, yeah, kill Mordred, or, yeah, I think that was the main thing he was pointing out, like, you should kill Mordred, otherwise Arthur is gonna die. He just all the time just ignored that advice slash wisdom he got from the dragon. And, well, you, you all know where it sort of got him eventually. <laughs> So I was a bit annoyed that Merlin was not even... He had, he had attempted a few times to kill Mordred, but... Uh, yeah. They have a complicated relationship, yeah. <laughs> well, that's why... Uh, in, at the end, you uh, the dragon broke free, and... Mm -hmm. I think it was... Yeah, what you say, Merlin was really underestimated the dragon and he just took all the wisdom for granted and yeah you could see also in his character later on i think with that decision that the dragon broke free is that he became a little more humble yes i would agree on that yeah yeah so in the beginning we saw that merlin was really a thief and if I, I can, I will call him Old Merlin. Uh, sure, old Merlin, sure. that was, uh, I think, in the last episode, Young Merlin figured out of, got to know uh, that the Old Merlin was his father. But in the beginning, you saw him being a thief, and he broke in. Uh, the old Merlin's workplace, and in a funny way, old Merlin was punishing him for it breaking in his workplace. And I, I don't know if you know this, but the actor who plays old Merlin mm -hmm. has his own miniseries as Merlin. No. No way! Oh, okay, I have to watch it now. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! But that's so... Oh, wow. But I actually really thought... Okay, don't don't hate me on this. But I thought that the old... Like, the elderly Merlin was just like Merlin, but just with a disguise. <laughs> yeah, but that's... Um, that's what I, That was one thing I love about it, is that... His name... Uh, the actor's name is Sam Neill. And he played a long time Merlin. And I will give you, at the end of this episode, I will give you uh, the link or, and how what the name of the miniseries is because uh, it's a real, it's a, it's a long ride. I think it was, was about eight or ten hours miniseries. Mm -hmm. But I really loved it. That is one of the reasons I also said, okay, uh, I was a little skeptical, to be honest, when I started with watching BBC Merlin. But in the end, yeah, I really loved it. And it's some kind, and that's the fun part. And I think I also read it or saw it something in a documentary that the BBC series is a aftermath of the series of Merlin. Of the old Merlin. Oh, so old, you first had the old Merlin, and then you had the BBC Merlin. Well, what I mean is what? this uh, story-wise. So you have oh, the story... Oh, then you have a prequel, which is then the old Merlin, and the sequel is the BBC Merlin. Yeah, so the first... The miniseries with old Merlin was just... Yeah how it really began in a way and okay. because old merlin is the father of young merlin and yeah that kind of makes sense yeah and so but it's it's still shifting because that wouldn't be correct with the i think the first season of the BBC because you see Arthur and Merlin as Arthur and Merlin and not as um, that old Merlin. Uh, mm -hmm. If old Merlin would be old Merlin, then um, that story would be not as, uh, then it would be already have been there in a way. Okay, yeah. But okay, 
and I loved it. And one of the, uh, of course, you have different kind of characters who will grow mm -hmm. uh, to all the series. And mm -hmm. but there's one little companion of Merlin that I really like, and that was the pig. Oh, um, the pig. Uh, uh, you really have to refresh my mind. <laughs> like the pig, pig. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Gaius, but... You... Look, everyone is forgetting the... Why is everyone forgetting the pig? The pig was very... Yeah, I know, I know, you know, don't mean Gaius as a pig. No, 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 no. I thought when you said companion, I was like, I guess Gaius. But, oh, you mean like real pig. Yeah, that pig was, um, was very hilarious. And he was also making... Make... Merlin make mistakes, but in a comical way. Even in the last episode. Um, I no, I'm trying to search for that pig. Cause I cannot re really remember a pig. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that doesn't matter. Oh. Um, <laughs> I did try. I found something about a boar that they were hunting a boar, but not, not a pig. Well, the pig is one of his first companions, even when he, uh, before he ended up with being Merlin's, old Merlin's apprentice. And, well... Uh, hmm, okay. Maybe, I don't think the BBC had the pig. <laughs> I need to try, I cannot find anything, only about the boar, and I see a picture of old Merlin and fan art. So... <laughs> Okay, well, there okay. was a pig, apparently. <laughs> um, well, let's start a little bit talking about Arthur and Merlin. Yeah, sure. Tell me what you think about them and their, the friendship between them, but also the whole... Well, Merlin is living a totally different uh, life than Arthur. Mm hmm And eventually they became very good friends and uh, even Merlin had to hide his magic for Arthur because uh, King Uther, the father mm -hmm. of Arthur, had banished all magic and everyone who would uh, perform magic will be executed. That is a complicated friendship, yes. <laughs> what is your, what are your thoughts about Merlin and or Arthur? So, yeah, so at the first it, it feels more like a bully and a servant uh, relationship between them. So Arthur being the bully and <laughs> Merlin being the servant who has to listen to a sort of, yeah... Uh, how can you say that a self-centered uh, guy <laughs> only uh, really cares about himself and not really other people. So it was for, at the start, I could completely understand why Merlin didn't like Arthur at hand. Because he was just being used. Like, oh, grab my stuff, grab my this, grab my this. Can I test my sword on you? And then, I don't know, <laughs> all those kind of things. While Merlin had to protect him. And had just overall difficult time dealing with him. But later on, um, so uh, throughout hardships, they it's very nice to see them growing a bit closer and appreciating each other's uh, skills. Although Arthur all the time, because Merlin was keeping his magical power secret, he thought that Merlin was just an empty-headed, yeah, person <laughs> who did not really think about things. Well, he did actually think too much about things, so... <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it was just, I think, one of the most unique friendships I've just overall ever seen. Because, yeah, because of the whole keeping magic a secret, as well as protecting Arthur. But, yeah, but also Arthur really underestimating you for a very long time. 
well, you really try each time to save his life and also, of, of course, of Morgana and Guinevere and others. Um, and yeah, it's it's a um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just glad that at the, like at the end, towards the end, they are very good friends and they sort of finally trust each other. And Arthur is actually listening more to Merlin because at the start he wouldn't because he was very stubborn. But now he would actually, when Merlin would say something, he would be like, okay, yes, uh, you have a point. And then yeah, and act the on that. Yeah, in the beginning, I really didn't like Arthur. And I was saying, come on, Merlin, you have damn magic, use it. But okay, yeah. you, already, you already mentioned uh, Guinevere and Morgana. What do you think about Guinevere? I remember that I was yeah. in the beginning very shocked because uh, she was colored and I don't have anything about colored people. Don't get me wrong, mm -hmm. I'm half of it. So, But in every series and movie we see Guinevere as a white person and they made her colored and that was, and she, she can be sassy. Yeah, Guinevere can be very sassy, yes. I oh, that's what I like about her. <laughs> yeah, I want to say that too. Uh, that's one thing I really like about her. But yeah, I I do think it's quite lovely how that relationship also evolved and also like uh, she and Otto, of course, but also she thinks big about of 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 Merlin. Yeah, I also like that about her because she really respects them both. And I have to say that at first, like I think it was in one of the first few episodes, it's sort of they are trying to sort of ship um, Guinevere with Merlin, but it was immediately like, no, we're not going to do this. <laughs> and that later on Guinevere actually grows more towards Arthur. I really like that. Although she had also, um, didn't she also has a crush on one of the knights? Um, I thought that um, was Lancelot, right? I think Lancelot, yes. Yeah, yeah. Because she had a crush on him? I vaguely recall that, because now I'm thinking about it. Well, oh god, that's a whole story in itself, man. <laughs> the Order of Knights, but... Um, yeah, but that was also a part of it. But I'm still glad that she eventually ended with Arthur. And they were very, very strong couple. Like a real power couple. And she's so, so smart. I Like, Guinevere is, I think, also one of my favorite characters. As in, she's so uh, very intelligent, actually. And also, she's, uh, of course, sassy. <laughs> but she's still very friendly and very warm towards the one she cares about. And she yeah. can actually fight. Like, she can actually fight. And I have a lot of respect for that. Because I don't want to to have a Guinevere that's portrayed as a helpless princess, basically. But actually as one who can actually fight and has lived on the edge, basically. Mm. Um, but she's also very devoted to Arthur. Mm -hmm. And I think... That was one of the greatest things that they could show because nowadays it's not really that you can say, okay, um, the roles of men and women are different now than in that time. Um, there was another character that is coming into mind, that is Nimue. But uh, who was it again? <laughs> well, in the normal story of Arthur and Merlin, she was Merlin's girlfriend. But in this series, she is totally... Uh, I think she was also one of the uh, court ladies of uh, Guinevere. That might be it. Yeah, I vaguely... Yeah, yeah, it's coming back. It was in the later seasons. Uh, later season, yeah. I vaguely, vaguely recall it indeed. Yeah. They, there was in, they also hinted that there was something going between them two, right? Yeah, I believe so. And that's what in I the, always... In the show, yeah. That's what I always love. And it's just 
a pity that they didn't uh, give them a more bigger story of love story because those four characters, Merlin, Arthur, Guinevere and Nimue, those are the four that is really the big main characters of the whole series. And of course we got Morg uh, Morgana, we got uh, Mordred, and we got the Lady of the Lake, etc, etc, etc. Don't forget the Gaius. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's, he's also one of my favorite characters. So don't forget the old guy. <laughs> but but it's interesting that she is not portrayed as important in, in this BBC uh, version. Because if I think of the main cast, then I would replace her by Morgana. And yeah. also add on Mordred. <laughs> I can see why you're saying that. Um, I must say... Morgana, uh, I have an other <laughs> relationship with her, but in the series, she got my blood on my nails. <laughs> oh, I agree. I hated her so much, but all the time when I would talk about how I'm like really annoyed by her character, they would I would say that to my friends, and they would say, "Yeah, but she's hot." I'm like. She, oh. she kills people. She's demonic. She's evil. I, eh. <laughs> it, it was a very stupid argument of them. Like, come on. She, Morgana, <laughs> is not a very nice person. And she's very manipulative. Yeah, she is. And, you know, with her you can get two ways. It's the nice way or the very aggressive way. Yeah. And I think a lot of people hated her for that. Because you never knew if she meant it. Or she was genuine. Mmm, true. Well, I think, I mean, later on you knew that she was, yeah, just being nasty. But at first, like, like okay, I think the, the confusion, like, whether she was doing it with uh, good meanings or bad meanings, it was, like, during the middle seasons... Because she was a bit slowly tumbling over into the, the more evil side of things. But in the first, like, first season, she was not, like, immediately antagonist. She was just the princess. Like, she yeah. was just doing her thing. She was not evil by any means. Yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, later on, uh, I, I, oh, the show made a, did a very good job. Of me hating her. Like she did a very good job. They, they did it mm, very good. Because I. Oh. Mm, I hated her so much. You know what's super funny was. Um, I first watched Merlin. But then after that. Netflix came with Supergirl. And she played Lana in. Valina in Supergirl. And. It was a little bit of. The same character she played in Merlin. Oh, she played uh, Lena Luthor. Yeah, if you got the chance, uh, take a look of it because it's when Lena uh, when she played Lena, she was good, but in the end, mm -hmm. she made more compromises with her dad and being evil. Oh, sort of. Yeah, I see similar trends going on in the end. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That was very um, interesting to see. And I think in a way, I think in a way, that's why she has been cast as Lena Luther. I would also get that. Yes. Because she is very fitting. Because she, I don't know, she's very good in acting in an, as an evil person, of course. She did it very well. <laughs> but also the whole great job process being like more like neutral good-ish to more the evil side of things she's very good in that so kudos to to the to the, to her so so is there another character that you really like you, you mentioned guys yeah oh, he's just so much fun it's like um, okay, so this is more a comparison to Avatar, but he feels like Uncle Iroh, which is sort of the uncle of uh, Zuko. And he's a very wise, very peaceful guy. 
And well, Gaius is not not always peaceful, so I'm not gonna say that he's like all completely zen all the time because we have seen some outbursts of him. Uh, but he's sort of that role for uh, Merlin, I would say, because like he's a sort of mentor, but he also has his funny moments and his very uh, his his moments where he actually gives Merlin a lot of wisdom, and I don't know if and eventually also develops into more of a father figure for Merlin. So that he can actually, that Merlin actually feels safe around him and can tell him everything. And also the whole fact that guys can actually do magic also helps Merlin like a lot. Because then he's not like the only one performing magic. And also having a tutor who actually knows a lot of magic spells. That's that's very nice. And he's also just funny. He's a really funny guy. <laughs> so... Didn't Merlin uh, met Nostradamus? He's uh, also a very well-known character in the whole Arthur world. He was a... Um, he predicted uh, the future for Arthur and um, King Uther. I'm trying to think whether... Because the name does ring a bell. But I don't immediately have a face uh, of him. Um... Okay, that's fine. Um, we can skip him then <laughs> out of it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's fine, that's fine, that's fine. No mention it. Well, we also have, of course, the uh, Sword of Excalibur. Yeah, oh, yes. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah. I must say it's... Uh, that always that part has always fascinated me because okay. yeah why well it's there was of course that stone creature but mm -hmm. also if you put a sword in a stone you know s stone is very solid has a uh, ton of knowledge because it will be there any time anywhere so um what moves merlin to put excalibur into that stone he also um, had could give it back to the lady of the lake so mm -hmm. she would keep it till the time was there but merlin actually put it in to that stone to await uh, for a real king that deserved excalibur that's one that that is just a little point that always has fascinated me and I always ask myself why would he do that is there another theory that would make Merlin do it well, wasn't it not really explained then in the in the series I can't remember but it is because I know so much about the Merlin and King Arthur era and those stories it makes me think of yeah isn't is it because Merlin was that wise or does he has another reason or is it more like uh, maybe a spiritual message added or maybe a prophecy that he knew of we don't know yeah we don't know we don't know is this the first series of of I mean is this the first story you heard and watched about Merlin? Uh, yes. Okay. With the whole King Arthur uh, era, yes, yes. Um, so, how do you like the storyline? Because I, I know a lot of different storylines. Uh, of course, the, the main storyline is there in every series and in every movie. With the mm -hmm. familiar tropes. So... What would you, uh, what do you like about this storyline? Um, that it's actually made sense, because uh, I know that uh, that's so. It's like as you said, that uh, the whole King Arthur has like a lot of. It's just a short compilation of a lot of different stories, with a well overall just a main storyline. And I found it very nice how they combined certain stories into the BBC version. 
to make it sort of uh, logical. Because it did make sense for me when I was watching it that the stuff that happened that made sort of sense. And they also had consequences later in the story. And yeah. uh, there were some times where I felt like things happened a bit randomly. I was like, what is the purpose of this episode? Why is this happening? Why is... I don't see the point of this. But later on, it did make sense. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I would say the story was uh, actually very nice and uh, very compelling as well. Uh, yeah, it, I think they did just it... did it very well uh, in that regard. But I'm I'm very curious to your opinion because you know the real like the real uh, all the stories of the universe about King Arthur. So I'm just curious, what did you think actually of how the BBC version? Yeah, I did it with like all the these different little stories around him. Well, I really liked it, and you know, it's just also um, in one way I thought it was a little bit more than than they normally yeah. put it in, but it's mm -hmm. I liked it very much because you see also an other side of Merlin, and um, it's not the typical. Uh, it's not the typical tropes you see in the stories and also in uh, the series and movies that already have been made about King Arthur and Merlin. So I really liked it. Also, um, the whole story build and fancy world around it. And I really liked it how they do, how they... Um, show you what magic Merlin's magic was oh because they don't do it in other movies or they don't they really portray do. it as well or they do but they exaggerate and hmm. they didn't do it in here it was subtle it was uh it was just enough amounts to see and yeah acknowledge okay this is magic yes okay. I, I, th I think i can see where you're coming from because uh, if i recall he did a lot of uh, at least so in the bbc one merlin did a lot of magic that was indeed very subtle like uh, moving branches moving leaves for example or just well, like tiny things, uh, except certain moments in the show, but that's that's different. But overall, he indeed like did little tiny things, like let, moving things, or uh, creating fire, or yeah, just very subtle, not too much over the top, except the moments where it's really sort of needed for the story. Well, I must say, Merlin did a lot of natural magic and that's what i like and yeah. it's more realistic because people if you'd say the word magic then they think oh you can uh, bring me so much money that i am rich and i don't have to work my whole life anymore for example they would literally maybe make a, create a tree where like there are a lot of dollars or euros growing on the tree. Like, here you go. That's what magic does. Here you have your money. But that's what uh, nowadays magic is. Seems like what Merlin does. Like natural magic, just making a fire or moving a branch or, for example, when Arthur became. Uh, wounded that he taking care of Arthur like with uh, a little bit of natural magic but also like with natural medicine etc etc oh yeah of course because he indeed got a lot of medicine knowledge later on of uh, Gaius yeah and oh, that's yeah. what I really Until, like yeah. because there are so much what you can do with herbs and healing and but also with the elements that will help you complete things and that's what I like about they kept it real instead of go really into fantasy yes I, I agree on that um, for most of his magic I agree on that the only thing that's maybe an exception is the whole dragon talking part <laughs> 
That's yeah, a different story. But, yeah, but I think it it does fit in it. Because he talks to animals, well, fantastical animals, or... Well, I do think, of course, because of it is um, like a low, uh, low fantasy-based um, series, it's... I do think it's it's suitable because Merlin can talk to every animal, so he also can talk to a dragon. Uh, yeah, I think that that dragon part is still he regained the power or something because his father uh, was able to. I think something like that. It was re related to his father that he would speak to dragons, or at least dragons would obey him. <laughs> yeah, but. And overall, I think it is a, a real feel-good series, and also a typical Merlin Arthur Camelon series. Yeah, I really liked it, and it was uh, what I had was how more you more episodes you watched, how more you want to see. So I had nights that I normally will go to bed between ten and eleven, but. When I was watching Merlin, I could watch till 2, 3 in the morning. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy, okay. Yeah, that is... Uh... Wow. Yes, I also recognize myself, but then with other series. But that, but the Merlin indeed was... Is... Like when I watched Merlin, I also watched like at least three episodes. Sometimes one, if I was tired, but... I would be tempted to watch multiple, <laughs> but I, I completely understand. It's a very bingeable um, series and there's a lot of episodes to watch of it. So that is also very nice because there's a lot of seasons. What I didn't like of why I couldn't understand it is that they let Arthur and Merlin go on the quest to find the Holy Grail. And I yeah. was thinking, why would you put that in? in there because you want to show some spirituality or religious thing in air there or it was really really that i was thinking that didn't suit in the story i think for me it was personally fine but i think that comes more from the fact that that's like my first king arthur like series so i would not know what else to expect um <laughs> But I'm more curious to do, yeah, to more more your opinion on it, because indeed it's a bit maybe, yeah. Because if they didn't do that part in it, how would you fill it up then? I think it's just, I just would do it in another way because I think to go for the Holy Grail is some kind of a spiritual quest, but also like. Uh, it it reminded me as the Knights Templar, and people have really wrong conceptions about the Knight Templar, and but that's just because people see it in a different way of how they filmed it, but the Knights Templar uh, are so different than they are. Uh, betrayed of in movies and in well I don't want to say in documentaries but yeah they it's very different and the quest to the Holy Grail reminded me of being on a quest of uh, something you needed to find and it would be yours like you had found a treasure with a lot of gold and money and etc mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. In a way, I didn't think that was suitable for this story. They could do it differently, for example, with like a um, celebrations and that Arthur will compete in the night's round that they, you know, that they uh, will write That is night competitions. You mean that or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you mean the, 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 the round table? That he would be... Uh, by that competition, he would be uh, wounded, and they need to go. Like for example, Merlin had to go uh, travel the whole world to find so, uh, a special herb that only is living in that place, and 
he has to be hurry because Arthur is in danger, Lice is in danger, mm -hmm. for example. So, yeah, I. it's my opinion that they should have done something else instead of finding the Holy Grail. Yeah, I, I get that, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was also uh, curious, what do you think of the Knights of the Round Table? <laughs> I always liked the Knights of the Round Table, and it's a special uh, elite or order, if you want to call it like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And all those knights have their own speciality. A specialty. Oh, yes. Yes, they all, they, one can fight very good with a sword, the other one is good in that, and the other one is good with brutal force. So, yeah. And But the most thing I like about the Knights Round Table is that they are equal. Even the king is equal. Yes, that is that is indeed very nice. They they treat each other indeed as equals. They're even uh, uh, even King Arthur is not like treated as king. He's like one of them, and uh, that is really nice. Yeah, and and they are a some kind of strong brotherhood. Like for example, military people have with each other, or police, mm -hmm. police men and women. So uh, I think that. Comrades, the ship is very important because the knights are also protecting Arthur and yeah, Merlin. Of course, <laughs> I would say they also protect him. So yeah, but I do think it's a like I said, the Knights of the Round Table is like a common trope of. Merlin and King Arthur. Yeah, it's it's just there, and I f also think people. It's they are just like the bodyguards of him, and of course, Merlin and and Arthur can fight for their own. But it is nice to have people who you can trust. Certainly, yes. I think also about talking about trust and. Uh the knights of the round table i think there was one of the knights who knew about merlin's magical secret <laughs> i do recall one that one of that? them knew about the magical power oh i can't remember who that was but you you do recall that there was one person who knew yeah i do um, recall that but is that wasn't that Gawain? That I can't be oh, yeah, Gwen, the fighty guy. Yes. I can't remember, <laughs> I remember being involved in many fights. Um I think so. Can't remember it, but okay. Yeah, but those and that's what's the that's the beautiful thing about uh the Knights of the Round Table as well. It's part alone of this world, in a way. But it's also uh it it's Belongs with Arthur and Merlin and the rest of the gang. Uh, I agree on that. Yeah, and yeah. they they have a important part to play in this whole story. And then so there's also another character that we should not forget, which is also important. Besides King U U Uther, um, it's uh, more of Mordred. Yeah. Yeah, so I actually like how he was introduced, because he was introduced as a child, like a little innocent child, who was yeah. actually trying to seek like Merlin for help or something, but then the dragon told him to kill the child or not help him at all or something like that. And then he did help him, and then just throughout the story there was a lot of miscommunication and between Merlin and Mordred, and eventually Mordred started to hate Merlin, and oh, I still, like, even at the end, when, like, Mordred, I think Mordred died at the end, I didn't even know what to make of him, like, is, is he a good guy, is he a bad guy, I cannot really place him in any of those categories, I think, it was really, like, he was very unpredictable. Yeah, but that's, uh, that is how we know Mordred, and in the other series, and other storylines, it's also that he will fight against Mer of, uh, Merlin, Arthur. Arthur is supposed to be his father. And 
Oh, oh what was his mom? Okay. <laughs> they didn't do that in the show, at least. So they, they didn't. Uh... Th that would be very good. Arthur is like a teenager <laughs> or something. <laughs> or young 20. And the child is already a few years old, so. Yeah, but. Um, well, that's what I uh, saw Arthur in the beginning as well. He was just a spoiled teenager. <laughs> true, true. Yes, indeed. So, um, yeah. Do you have any favorite part of the series? We already mentioned. Oh. Uh, we already mentioned the humor in it. Is there anything you would say? Well, uh, that's what uh, I really love too, or that's one of my favorite parts. Or ooh, uh, that's a difficult question because there are a lot. There's a lot of the uh, nice parts in there. Um, I think, I, th I would say, I think the ending was the, it, it, it may be a bit, yeah, predictable, but I think the ending was the most impactful for me, I would say. Yeah, me too. Because um, I, 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 I don't know how the real story usually goes, because again, my first time going through this, and I was watching, and then... Finally, I saw like Morgana was finally killed, Mordred was killed, and I was like, yes, now, now Arthur can be saved. And Merlin has told him about his magical secret. Everything is going to be fine. No, it did not. <laughs> and I was like, no, because the moment that Arthur died, I was like gasping. I was like, my mouth was full open out of surprise. Like, wait, what? I don't know. I don't want this to end. <laughs> What? Why? Why is he dying? That is not what I want. And then eventually you see that uh, you see the whole scenery changed to now, well, sort of nowadays uh, England, and you see like the old Merlin just passing by, <laughs> which was a very nice uh, ending. But I was still so shocked by oh my god, okay, Arthur's dead, great. Uh, but other moments that I recall is like the um, what I fondly remember is the, the the moment that Merlin actually freed the dragon, and all the other times that he was commanding the dragon to do things. Those were really powerful. When of or just just the interaction uh, between Merlin and dragon were very impactful in my opinion, because these scenes were very strong in their way of. Yeah, how can I say that? The impact was very big. Because usually the dragon would just slightly, just, just in time, save Merlin from something that was going on. So, I think those, just, just him and the dragon scenes were very impactful for me as so, and... Uh, and of course, the whole marriage. <laughs> the marriage between uh, Guinevere and Arthur was very nice. Because it, it felt so good to see them finally getting together. And she's finally the queen. Even though Morgana is being salty. She just... Yeah. <laughs> she's now the queen, so... <laughs> and I also loved all the scenes where they were on their horses. Going through the forest. Because it just looked... The scenery was very nice. And especially one time where... Or there also uh, scenes where they used the same kind of play. So you have sort of ditch... Where you go down and later on, it's, it's I think it either closes off or it goes up again a little bit. And they have a lot of scenes in there. And I, I kept recognizing the same place. Um, and I, I actually like that because they keep using the same environment. Uh, making it a bit more realistic because they're just crossing the area like around the castle. And it's of course logic that you have fights in similar regions. Um, so I also like that. And the whole fact that just the whole cast could actually ride a horse. <laughs> so that was also very uh, nicely done. And all the f just the, also the knight fights were very nicely put together. Where Arthur would fight other knights from other regions. Yeah, I think there's just a lot of scenes that I just love. And oh, I think this one. This one was very interesting. The... The, I forgot to talk about him. Uh, the brother from Guinevere. Her brother. And her dad. 
Uh, I also love the interaction to show between Guinevere and her dad. So when she before she was like so when she still was a maid, basically. So because I really like the interaction of the very very nice father who eventually died. So that was a bummer, but. <laughs> And also the interaction between her and her brother. And her brother is first on the opposite side, basically, of, of things. And is trying to save her, but she tries to explain things. And eventually everything is fine. Um, but also, like, just their, like, uh, brother-sister interaction. But I'm actually curious. This brother of Guinevere, is that character also in the original story? Or is it sort of sort of thought of in the BBC one. I think this is more of what uh, the BBC did because only thing what with Guinevere was uh, no, 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 sorry. I, yeah. The thing I know is that um, she used to go to the monastery and I thought, I can't remember who it was, but uh, her village where she was coming from uh, would be go up in fire because there were bandits who did that over night from another area that uh, would plunder and etc. So it is oh. in, um, in the normal storyline, but it, they don't have a big, they don't have a big, um, Roll? Roll on it, yeah. Okay, okay. Because I was quite curious. I was like, is this also like an original story or anything? And it's also being like emphasized because in the BBC run, it's it's really, especially later on when the brother really comes through. Because the father doesn't play a big role, but it does affect her because it's her own father that dies eventually. Uh, but with her brother, and that's that's quite an arc by itself. Yeah. And, um, yeah, well, it's, there are some other characters that doesn't have a big role, but they are still there. Uh, like which ones? For example, Margoose and um, mm -hmm. certain ladies in waiting and etc. Okay. Yeah, I think there was just some choice by the BBC to prioritize certain characters more than the other ones. Yeah, and that is fine. So, um, I think uh, we have covered a lot. Is there something you'd like to add in this all? I would only recommend people to watch it. <laughs> basically. That's a good <laughs> Even one. Even though it has a ton of seasons, you can just, whenever you're sick or not feeling well, just hop in bed. Get binge Netflix it. or some other source and just watch it. Binge it. <laughs> <laughs> like you did. Just just binge watch it and you get through it. <laughs> but it's a, I really liked it. Because especially if, you, if you're needing just some humor. But together with a very good storyline. And you love King Arthur. Or you don't. I mean... He, I was personally not per se a fan, but now I'm like, you know what? It's kind of an interesting uh, world and story, so you can give it a chance, um, I would say. So um, that's that's the most I would add. Just try it out, see if you like it, and then, uh, yeah. Okay, well, thank you, Olga, for joining me. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun to talk about Merlin, so... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, it was nice to talk with you indeed, and um, well, maybe till another time. Yes, yeah, would be nice. Dear listeners, I'd like to thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you like it, and I try to be the first as much as I can. Tell me what you think how I'm doing with this podcast. If you have any tips for me how I can do things better, let me know. If you'd like to talk about this episode or want to comment on this episode, you can reach out on Podbean, the Facebook group, the YouTube channel, and the Discord server of Orinatox Fantasy and Sci-Fi. I also have a Twitter account especially for this podcast at OTFASP. Orinatox Fantasy and Sci-Fi is also to listen, follow, and subscribe on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcast, the Facebook group, and the YouTube channel.
In the next episode, we will talk about the Netflix series Lost in Space. I'm your host, Arinda. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time.